Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Unapologetically Opinionated, hosted by your girl, Jaja. Um, first and foremost, I want to thank God for even waking up, opening my eyes, having breath, to even breathe, to even talk, to even express, to even love, learn, and everything else I can do. I just want to thank him in advance. Um, I wanted to talk about the rant I had previously, uh, I'm not sure if it got to a lot of my followers, but I did have some people listen to it, so one is still better than none. Um, I just want to say I stepped out of character. Um, I was intoxicated on that episode. Um, it was actually an episode, um, where I wanted to talk about trauma and things that we are not yet healed from that may have a issue later on down the line once you become an adult or you reach adulthood. And that is where I'm at with life. Um, My coping mechanism was alcohol, which turned into alcoholism for me. So some days I... I've actually chose to go sober on my own, cold turkey, uh, without any help, therapists, no AAs, no things like that, no one to talk to, no one to vent to. It was just me and God. And anytime I feel short, I could always let him know, like, I know God. I said I was going to do this. I feel short because I did this instead. But it's the outside people that's around you that you feel like you, you have to make your life better for them and see I had a problem with trying to please everybody and kind of luring myself in the background. So whereas when I actually needed someone to pour in my cup, I didn't have that same energy. So it's like I was draining by pouring into other people's cups that would never fill mine. And I understand. And now I get it. We all are going to die one day. No one on this earth lives forever. Unless you're God, and honestly, if you read the Bible, understand the Bible, you can understand that he didn't always live forever as well. But he's in our everlasting life, so that's the most important life, honestly. Um, This is hell that we're living on uh, with the struggles, the poverty, the homelessness, the welfareness, the trauma the police brutality like we're living through a lot of things that was actually taught to us on record or talked to us through podcasts or through motivational speeches or seminars or pastors it's all been said over and over and we chose to overlook it until it's put in the song and then we have something to say about the song like it's it's a lot of controversy and it's just it's just so much But I just wanted to be here to say that nobody is perfect. But the fact that I took a chance and tried something, 
And yes, I did surrender. I couldn't do it by myself no more. I literally had to sit down, turn off everything in my house, well, my room at the time, and listen. I cried. I, I promise you, I cried, y'all. <laughs> y'all know me. I'm, I, I, I can bust a tear within the quickness. Maybe it got something to do with my horoscope, me being a Cancerian. But other than that, I I can control my emotions. And that's another thing is self-discipline. Controlling your emotions. I, a lot of times I wore my heart on my sleeve. Like you couldn't not know that I was upset, heartbroken, in pain. It shows in my face. Like maybe a facial expression or just my face or my body letting you know everything something is wrong and honestly for me to have to go to a doctor for me to be diagnosed with pancreatitis for them to tell me that you know it's something that was hereditary it's not really something that you know I picked up because honestly I saw my mother drinking I seen her drink beer I seen her drink hard liquor I seen her do hard drugs And I vow to never actually become that person. But as you go down in line of life, a lot of things that your parents did in in the background or before you was born, like it just rolls off on you. And it's honestly your choice to get up out of it. Like I understand when my parents had me, they were not kids anymore. They, They didn't have me through their teenage years. They were well over 30 and and well established. Or at least set some type of boundary, like, okay, check this out. We're going to have kids because they had my brother as well first, and we are three years apart. So if you had my brother at 33 years old and had me at 36, my mom died at 49. Uh, f- yeah, 49, 48, I want to say. I was 13 or going on 13, no, going on 14 that previous year. And my brother was already 16, going on 17. So, at this point, he kind of understood death and how to lose someone because we lost our grandma. Prior to that, we lost the uncle. Uh, uh, a week after losing our mother, we we lost her last brother and sister after they both passed. So, like, literally, it's just me and my brother that's left from what we created as our intermediate family like so when I started my family because out of my mother and father kids I'm the only one that had children so I'm actually the one that should be honestly breaking the generational curse and that's what I plan to do I don't want my kids to grow up to to not feel loved or not to feel like somebody loves them like I tell my kids I love them every day I text it Knowing they at school, I text them knowing they at their friend house. I mean, they do a lot of things that remind me of the child I should have been. Like the the childhood they're living in, I wanted to be better for me because I had to grow up. Like it wasn't my fault I had to grow up, but with a dad not really in your life, but in it, like financially, definitely came through and made sure I was straight, but. When a little girl loses that attention from a father figure, it hurts. It hurts growing up without a father figure. I'm not saying I didn't grow up with a father. 
but checking up on me, saying I love you every couple times, hugging me, just listening to what I have to say, even if it doesn't make sense, or just giving me some advice where you've given someone, you know, like my dad speaks to other addicts or whatnot, and, um, helping make them or make a change in their life so they can get on the right path to actually come out and be a part of society again. Like, society is not the same back in the 80s when people got locked up for using crack or selling dope. You don't get that same type of, like, you don't even have the same type of drug dealers no more. You don't have the same type of people getting them drugs. The drugs are not the same. So, a lot has changed. And what's helping me through my healing journey, honestly, is actually accepting my parents, my family, my friends for who they are. Like, I understand my dad is at an age where he's been through a lot. He's never really been settled with a female. So, like, I never seen my dad and mom kiss. Like, I barely seen them hug. I wasn't stupid, though. But I barely seen that affection. But he didn't disrespect my mom. He didn't beat my mom. Whenever my mom needed something for me and my brother, oh, he came through. So it was never, oh, my dad is a daddy. Like, I love my daddy from, like, I'm a daddy's girl, but I'm a mother's baby. You hear me? So, like, a lot of times on the weekends, I would go with my dad. Like, my mom would allow that. And when I say allow, I don't mean, like, oh, yeah. He was paying child support, but back in the day, it was because my mother was on aid. It wasn't because she financially needed his help or nothing like that. My mother was still working. She got her own house. Yeah, she had transportation to get back and forth to do what she had to do for me and my brother. So I commend that. And I, I'm basically the same way with how I do my children. Uh, I, I've had cars in my name. I, I've had an apartment in my name. Currently, I feel like my purpose is to just have a pure heart, keep that heart that God gave me. Because honestly, I can't do people the way they do me. It's not in my nature, like. God really put something different on my life that is different from a lot of people or a lot of things I surround myself with. So I just want to take the time to apologize to both my parents because at the end of the day, you guys weren't kids when you had children, but the world was not the same. So I commend y'all for even having that strength and that positivity in it that knowledge and wisdom to even take care of kids during those times because even though things aren't great or perfect now with the COVID and you got different diseases, you got to wear masks in every store, it, it's, it, with a lot going on, it was way worse before then. So, like, honestly, I just want to chop that up because this is where my healing actually starts. I can't get past the healing part if I don't heal what's happened in the past. And honestly... I'm not saying anything happened like I was less stated or nothing nothing like that. No, nothing like that happened. I've just dealt with a lot of things. I felt like at that age limit, I shouldn't have had to go through that. But it, it's like I was in survival mode. I heard, it's like I, I heard a few I love yous, but I needed to hear, oh, I'm proud of you. Or, But you got to understand, I was always proud of myself. I always had this thing where I I tried to stay humble, but I am that bitch, (laughs) okay, (laughs) I'm not gonna play with y'all, like, for real, I am that bitch, so it's like, 
a lot of people just hated me for being me or loving on me. Like, I really had self-love to the point. I didn't care how I looked. Like, when I tell y'all, I used to do my eyebrows, right? <laughs> it used to be the thickest things on my face, you hear me? Like, I'm talking about coming from nothing on your face to a square, a Nike sign, a check mark. <laughs> Listen. It got real hectic, but as the years progressed, my practice became so A1. I got to hear people, oh, when you go do my eyebrows, her eyebrows always, la, 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 la. it became, oh, oh, I perfected my craft. Now, you know, you want to see about me. But I didn't, I didn't fall off. I didn't stop doing my eyebrows. I tried to let them grow naturally because if you know anything, if you know what I know, y'all know back in the day, baby girl, and still don't. I ain't had that much eyebrows, and you can kind of see it in my children, but my daughter got a lot of eyebrows, and I just love her little arch, but my son and me, <laughs> uh, we don't have any, but that's okay. <laughs> We're going to grow. We're going to grow, and I, I do a lot of homemade remedies, like homemade organic soaps and scrubs and oils and things like that, because our skin is so crazy. Like, I made oatmeal soap because my kids' skin breaks out easily like they go over people's houses so you just got to be cautious of what your kids is doing where they coming from what they bring it in I, like you just got it's just it's a parenting skill everybody learns it some people don't but it all gets better like the way that i'm fact that i'm 33 like i had my first child i had my son when i was 19 and I had it when I was 20. So I got pregnant at 19, had it when I was 20. I got pregnant with my daughter at 24, I had her at 25. So my kids are five years apart. And the thing is, when I had them, I was still a baby. Like, I was, like, wisdom wise, I was I was wise. Like, when I talk, people's like, hey, bro, you been here before? Like, who your parents? Like, who taught you? Like, especially, like, the neighborhoods I grew up around, you could never... I can never be a product of my environment. That's what I'm going to say. Like, I've never fell into the the radish ways of some females. You know, I never fell into, like, certain things that females fall into. Like, and I'm not saying I'm better than nobody. It's just that a lot of things I was dealing with, I ain't had time to think about nothing else for real. Like, to be honest, I wasn't even dealing with niggas. Until I was about 18, like, I wasn't going out with niggas. Like, I get, I gave no fucks about a nigga. Like, I, I wouldn't care if the nigga ate. I wouldn't ask nigga how old he was, let alone, nigga, if you ate. Like, how you been? You got a baby mama, you got kids. Like, I just didn't care. Like, and that's how I was when I met my, my kid's father. Like, bitches was so bothered by me being unbothered i say wait a minute i'm not supposed to care like everything that's done in the dark comes to the light so it's like if he gonna do what he want to do <laughs> i'm gonna do what i want to do too because you gotta think about we young we call each other boyfriend girlfriend wifey hubby nigga <laughs> you're not listen bro you're not committed to, to me until you vow up under that god of ours and you put us as one and we make this together one unity other than that, I'm not about to be your girlfriend, sweetheart. I was a girlfriend from 17 on and off till about 26, 27 when my baby daddy actually got incarcerated. So that honestly would have been the only reason why we're not together. But after a while, I got fed over a lot of things. I just couldn't tell you no more. 
And it wasn't me being naive or stupid. I knew what a nigga was doing on me. I'm not about to just lose myself out of character. I still love myself at the end of the day. And trust me, I knew exactly what I could do. Future-wise, present, past. I'm a badass bitch. The fuck? Regardless, I got a head on my shoulders. Book smart, street smart, and I got business that I own, that I created for purposes like this, to create generational wealth. When I leave this earth, my podcast is going to still be heard. You probably won't hear me. You probably hear my kids. I'm going to give it to them for them to take over. Because there's a lot of stuff that they probably endured when they was growing up. I'm not going to say my kids had the best life, but I'm doing everything in my power to make sure they do have it. And that's what I live for. I don't live for what people say on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Like, I don't be on Instagram, but when I post on Facebook, it automatically goes to my Instagram. So, pretty much Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok has been my multiple platforms that I can monetize on. Whether I'm talking about my life, my kids, relationships, my family trauma. Somebody's going through something I'm going through. Like, I know a lot of people close to me that have lost parents. I know people that have lost both parents. Oh, I can't relate to that because I still have a father here on earth. And as much as I wanted to give my mama a house and buy her a car and wine and diner, I can always do that to my other parent. I can always appreciate him, and I do. We fall out. We come back together. This is just what we do, but... He's still my father at the end of the day. I can't get another one. I don't want another one. So I rock with this one. (laughs) So I just really wanted to update y'all and let y'all know that my intentions was not to go off like that. But I I did delete that session because I do not want that to really be out. But I'm not regretting anything that I said. Because I stand on everything that I that I said. So, it's just that the way it came out, it could have been better. Like, this podcast is not for that. This is not one of those where you can just literally exploit people. And this is not what my podcast is for. It's for me and other people to send out a message to younger folks or, or relatable people that if you've been through it, you can get through it. That's all this podcast is for. So, to all the people that's addicts and going through things that may have happened in their childhood and you can't get over it i'm letting you know yes you can yes you can you don't need no type of drug to help you cope with getting through anything you can do it by yourself you can do it with some help but this help has to be genuine help and i'm going into the new year with genuine love This goes for family and friends. If I'm not invited, you're not getting invited. Okay? It's just as simple as that. My kids are not appreciated where where you're at. We won't be there. If you do not like me as a person, for whatever reason, my kids will not be around you. I tell my kids every day, if family wants to see them or, or ask about them, my number never changed. I had this number for over five years. Well, over eight years. So, I've had it for quite some time. So, um, I just want y'all to love yourself first. 
Stick with that self-care daily. I promise you, 15 to 30 minutes a day. Exercising. Listen, download an app real quick. Um, I'm doing this challenge where I, well, I actually started this last past week, but I was supposed to start it for December where uh, I listened to, and it it's called like Help Way, I believe. And it's like a lot of uh, audibles and books summaries that you can download whereas you don't have to read no 497 page book on the 48 powers of law when it's a book summary for 15 30 minutes and you can learn literally every law that that was sold so um i i normally do it a day because for 30 days it's 28 books so um Knowing me, I challenged myself double. So what I did was if I could do two a day, one in the shower, maybe one before the kids come home, or one while I'm exercising, then that's cool for me. So, And no, I do not exercise every day. Um, but I do want to get kind of continuous with that. I really want to go to a gym because I feel like I can use more things in it. Because uh, right now I'm doing a no equipment workout, so... I'm using no equipment, but I'm doing stretches and lunges and sit-ups and squats. So I'm still toning every part of my body. But I do want people to tap into this podcast. Um, I probably will make, I want to say uh, in December, I want to start making them. And I guess I could tell you guys after I get my new work schedule. And I probably want to do them like every Sunday, but you never know. Somebody might need me to work on a Sunday. And then my kids be here and my kids sometimes sleep in my room. So it's like, I really, eh. but we going to figure that out when that, we going to sell that boat when it comes. But at any rate, I thank you, you guys for everybody that subscribed, listens, follows me i just thank you guys because honestly if if don't nobody hear me i can't make an impact and i figure like i talk a lot of shit so why not put it on the internet like the internet is has so many ways that you can implement income residual income fast income like just being yourself like uh i do videos like i blog now so I'm just not getting my little tripod. and I got to get all the good things. And hopefully, if y'all hearing this, family and friends, that y'all will just drop one little thing, equipment thing that I need. And y'all can get that for Christmas. That's all I'm asking. Okay. But hint, hint. I figure if you do something you love, what's the harm in it? I mean, you love it. So it's like you're not going to stop doing it. And if it makes you money, that's a win-win. So... Think about that, you guys. When when you're thinking about soberness or trying to become a recovering addict or anything like that, use the idle time that you probably will go buy a bottle or drink or do drugs. Use it to read a book or something. I ain't telling you to go pick up no Bible and start reading scriptures like you one of them. I'm not telling you that. Everybody start off slow. Like I'm, I've been a spiritual person. And I've definitely been a person that always believed in God. What I don't do is continue to go to church every Sunday. Because I've, I've been baptized as well. I just feel like when you're ready, you're ready. Like, I don't want to get my kids baptized because honestly, I don't feel like my kids believe in God. I don't feel they believe. I feel they believe in God. I just feel like they don't know what, who or what God 
like really is about and who he stands for. They just know that he created heaven and hell and day and night and and pretty much the normal. Probably like the first book of Genesis is like <laughs> what they teach you with Bible study. But I've been through Bible study, but this is me going with my people's like it never was me. Listen, I could be a I can't no. Nah. Listen, I could be anything I want to be. Let me let me start there. Cause I say affirmations every day. So and I let my daughter know you're beautiful, you're smart. I tell my son you're handsome, you're smart. Shout out to my daughter for getting on the honor roll this quarter, the first quarter of 2023 to 2024. If I could tell you her progress, because who she was with or around was not keeping her academically on track. I nipped all that in the bud. Like, education is key for me and mine, so she continues to make me proud every day. And my son, he's taking a test for a cast next week. So I'm just overly excited because I do this shit. Like, I ain't even gonna lie, I'm gonna pat myself on the back. If don't nobody else see, I really, <laughs> you could be Ray Charles to the shit. Really don't care. As long as my kids acknowledge who I am and the love I give them, I will forever be happy. And that's all y'all gotta do love one another, share love, give love, give gratitude. Like, I'm not about to preach to y'all because I ain't one of those. I'm just, at a point where I want to see results. So I got to make a change. And I've changed everything around me. So it's not nothing around me. Sometimes it, it, it does really be you. Self-reflection. Self-awareness. Just look in the mirror. And you ask God what it is that you truly want. To make you happy. Because money doesn't make you happy. Success doesn't make you happy. Being true to yourself and loving yourself and taking care of yourself is really being happy. Come on now. And on that note, you guys, I'm going to leave y'all on this nice Tuesday. Ooh, it's still morning. (laughs) On this nice Tuesday morning. I hope you guys enjoy this cold, frosty day. But I ain't going to lie, I'm kind of geeked for seeing some snow. And if you're not in Detroit, Michigan, then... Congrats, and if you ain't got no snow on, congrats, but, you know, Detroit, actually, we I don't think we was the first one to see snow, I think Grand Rapids or something like that, definitely seen snow before us, so, we just not, we just, like, nonchalant about it, we're not, we're used to it, so, I, people still wearing hoodies, but, see, I have to get my son out of there, because he's a teenager, so, like, I have to make him wear a hoodie and a and a coat, and he doesn't like it at all, but I would rather that than you be having the flu or something, and yeah, eh, eh. <laughs> but y'all, I just want to say happy holidays, Black Friday deal, Cyber Monday was yesterday, it's still going on, if y'all haven't got them kids some gifts, get it online right now, I'm telling you, Foot Locker, Walmart, Bath and Body Works got over from 50 to 60%, 80% off of everything, still now to this day. If y'all ain't got them decorations yet, y'all better head up to Dollar Tree or Family Dollar because they got a lot of things for a little bit of nothing. Get that wrapping paper. Get that eggnog. But no, enjoy y'all holiday with the ones you love the most. I wish everybody well. 
please stay safe, please stay warm in this hectic world that we live in. But if you keep waking up, guess what? You still got a perfect. And that's all that matters. And that's the end of this episode, you guys. Tune in next week for a brand new episode, brand new season, actually. Yay! (laughs) Yes, you guys, but tune in. Subscribe, follow, tell your friends, and tell a friend, and tell a friend, and bring a friend. If a friend want to get on the podcast, DM me and let me know. Drop them questions and answers at the bottom. Let me know how y'all like this episode, what y'all want me to talk about more, and we can do that. On another note, everybody, y'all have a blessed day, and I'm out. Everybody, welcome to another episode of Unapologetically Opinionated, hosted by No Other Than Welcome, everybody. Welcome, 2024. Um, it's been a long time coming. I did believe the last episode I left you guys off with was a killing episode back in November. Um, and true enough, I definitely, I've definitely been killing. Um, I'm on that journey to my spiritual side. Um, as far as my health wise, um, I've been okay. Um, I did recently get out of the hospital um, in the middle of January. I spent a week due to my pancreatitis. And, um, if you guys don't know or are not familiar with pancreatitis, <clears throat> it is a, a disease in the pancreas. It's like inflammation of the pancreas and it comes from one or two things uh, nothing in between no other way you can get it either you have a gallbladder either removed or <clears throat> due to some other situation you've had a gallbladder or you are an alcoholic um I wouldn't consider myself as an alcoholic but then again that would probably be me denying it so, I'm going to go ahead and say, during the time I was drinking, I was for sure an alcoholic. Um, I wasn't dependent on alcohol, so it wasn't anything that I needed when I first woke up. It wasn't like I needed an eye opener or like something to get me well off through the day. It was more so I was using it as a coping mechanism. So, honestly, whenever I felt bad or guilty about something, like my mom's death or I feel like I'm not doing enough for my children or my family. Then I, I get in this state of depression mode and I just go drink. And I seclude myself in my room and I'm either listening to music that reflects my mode or I'm just writing or just thinking about my next movie. And it may be things or events that happen in between where it triggers my whole attitude off of liquor and I become a whole different person that nobody seems to like so 
as my vows to myself and my health for me to still be here with my kids and them just wanting me to stay sober. I mean, the journey is going to be hard because I'm trying to do it without needing the help from treatment centers or whatnot. And I've done it before by myself. Um, I'm not technically doing it by myself. I'm doing it with God. God is who woke me up. Uh, this is not the first time. He slapped my hand and gave me another chance at life. But that's this is why I know I still have a purpose to be here. So if if I have to put that bottle down to explore my blessings that he has set out for me, then I have no problem with doing that. Um, I've been drinking maybe five years on and off. Um, obviously, when I was pregnant, I wasn't drinking or doing any drugs. So, when I did have a chance to drink, I was pretty much drunk. And uh, it started with my kids' dad. It started with a few friends that I uh, grew up with from high school. And then as I grew up, and it progressed to the point where I could buy it on my own. I don't want to drink with anybody. I can just drink by myself. It became sort of like a habit. It takes 21 days to gain the habit. So at this moment, it was just like, oh, I'm bored. I'm about to go drink. Oh, I'm smoking. I'm about to go drink. Oh, today, Friday. I'm about to go drink. Like, you know, it was never an uh, excuse or a reason why I was drinking. I was just drinking. And it happened to be the most cheapest shit ever. Like, I was definitely drinking Amsterdam. That's the first drink that actually was the solution to me getting pancreatitis. That exactly was the reason I even went to the hospital in unbearable pain. And when the test came back, that's what they that's what they gave me. At that time, I had to learn myself what the disease was because I didn't know anything about pancreatitis. I never heard of it. I know what a pancreas is, so I kind of figured it had to be something in the stomach because that's where most of my symptoms would start, right in my upper abdomen. So once I felt that, I kind of knew, okay, I'm drinking too much. And it wasn't like I couldn't drink. It's like... I, I wasn't supposed to be drinking at all. I could never pinpoint when I would get into an episode of pancreatitis where, and every time I got into an episode, I would have to call EMS because I couldn't drive myself or I couldn't really wait for anybody else to come and take me. So I knew EMS would be right in the area somewhere and they'd take me to the closest hospital. It got to the point like that where it was like every three to four months, I was in the hospital and I would have to be hospitalized more than a week because they have to get my pain at a certain level where it's bearable for me to actually be able to take care of myself once they do discharge me. And the uh, last hospitalization I had was at Sinai Grace. I stayed for a week, technically eight days. And I got out, I discharged myself technically on my son's birthday on the 29th of January. Like, for some reason, I just, I was feeling great by this time. This is like the third day I was actually feeling great. And it was more so monitoring me for my blood pressure, which stays high when I'm in pain. So it was nothing I could do. It was 
better for them to try to find something to do because I could I don't know how to get my blood pressure down. I know to stay away from certain things that may trigger my anxiety. Other than that, I'm not too sure about blood pressure. Uh, so I was put on low blood, well, high blood pressure medicine, which I don't normally take when I'm at home. So I let them know that that might be a problem or whatnot. And in all actuality, they fixed it out, figured it out. So I was able to come home with medicine, with pain medicine. So I've been home for about 18 days. Today marks my 18 day, and I've been sober. 21 days it takes to gain a habit. So after 21 days, honestly, before these 21 days, I don't have an urge to drink. Like I go to the liquor store every day, buy me some uh, snacks or whatnot. Get my kids something. Uh, I might give me some burlos because I'm still smoking weed. Whatever, it's legal. And um, <laughs> I, that's what I do. I go to the store, I buy me some little snacks or whatever, and, and I'm out. Like, I have no urge to, like, even I have friends that still drink. And I don't want nobody to stop drinking because of what I got going on. You know, everybody's body is different. So I still have friends that come by, chill with me. And they drink. I don't have an urge to say, oh, let me just get a little taste, a little shot. Look. No, none of that. So, like, I, I'm proud of myself if nobody else is. And I like the fact that me and my kids, like, our body is just becoming stronger and stronger every day. Because, like, I'm not agitated when I'm drinking. Like, it's just a lot less cloudiness in my head and clarity. So, it makes it easier to actually bond with a lot of my family members. Like, this year, I probably said last year, like, I thought last year was going to be my year, but things happen. It could have went better, but things happen. Now, I gave me another chance to try to get this year. So, this is my year. I'm going to try to do everything that I'm supposed to do first. And after that, I'm going to be living life. Um, this is a selfish year for me. So when I say that unapologetically, I mean, I won't feel guilty after saying no to anyone that I love. And that's just that. Either with it or you're against it. I don't really need nobody in my circle that's negative. And if you are negative or you stand in the way of my process of healing, you have to go. You have to stay away from me. I'm trying to feel myself away from those type of people. As far as working, I do work at Dollar Tree part time. I'm trying, well, not trying, but I will be starting back school this year. I only have like about five, six, seven months left of cosmetology school, so it's like, don't play with it, don't play with it, don't play with it, okay? So, I'm going to finish that off so I can have my license together by the end of this year. Maybe open up a shop next year. You know, just just doing the, the, the business, okay? I know I say like you on your bitch. <laughs> Other than that, life has been licensed for sure. Uh, I'm in the process of trying to move soon. Uh, I wanted to stay in the area because my youngest will still be going to this school for a couple years. And uh, my son is actually going to high school this fall. So I'm excited. Also a little worried here. Nervous. All of those. My son is smart. I know he's so great. I know he will graduate high school and become a very successful black man. So I have no mercy there. It's just some other things. 
this is my first time raising children, so you know, especially a teenage boy, you know, it's 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 giving us obstacles, but nothing thrown at me could be too hard because if God put it on my plate, He want me to eat. Yeah, so yeah. Other than that, like, what's been up with my my followers, like my listeners? What's been up with y'all, like? Is anybody out there facing sobriety right now and they think it's hard or they think they can't do it? I just want to let you guys know you can do it one day at a time. You will make it. I promise you. Like this time next year, you'll be like, wow, a whole year that went past. Like that is my goal to make it a year. Nah, it, it seems crazy. It seems like it'll be a lot, but honestly, that one day at a time really does. Like, you cannot really wake up one day and be like, you know what? I got my life cut out from February on down to December. That's impossible. You don't know what type of events are going to happen during that time that you're on this sobriety journey. You don't know how many obstacles, excuse me that you're gonna come across where you feel like you might need to relapse, where you have no choice but to relapse, or where you can't get out of the situation. It's gonna be things that try to knock you off your pivot, but it it, felt, it takes self-discipline and self-confidence to know that you can do it. I believe I can do it. I did it for seven months by myself, no AA meetings, no rehab, no counseling. It was a matter of me getting straight out the hospital, me getting my body back together because when you go, when you undergo being in a hospital from pancreatitis, you get withdrawals, you get hallucinations, depending on how much you've drunk, depending on your status as a drinker and like the uh, the level of abuse. Because honestly, what I was doing was alcohol abuse. I didn't have to get a drink every time I wanted to cope or something. I could have talked to somebody, but I have a real problem talking to somebody. Cause it's like, if I tell you, do you really care? Like, like, are you going to really change, or do you, are you just another ear to be an opening mouth? You feel me? Like, I didn't have people I vented to and then turn around and fell out and turn around and ran my business or what they thought was my business. Cause I ain't gonna lie, it's a lot of times. I ain't say too much about my situation. I just said enough. And I said the, the the part where that's all you need to know about me or why I act the way I act. It was never nothing real personal. Because if I can give you that little piece of information about me and I wake up and it went viral, like, wow. I don't trust you no more. Like, and I got a problem with trusting people, too. Like, no matter how what the history is of us knowing each other, nothing, nothing is gonna make me change my my perception of you. Like once you lie to me, you lie about everything. And me, for one, I cannot deal with liars. I don't want to deal with liars. I have no room or energy. Well, that's how I say energy, so I don't want to try to like, you know, how I talk. No, I know it's energy. 
but I, I play with my kids with this different voice that I be using. It's not even a different voice. I just say words a different way. It's the same word. I just make it funny. Oh, well. It's the same thing my kids do. So, if you don't like it, oh, well. So, uh, <laughs> other than that, life is getting great, for real. I cannot complain. I'm still working. I'm still mothering, parenting. I'm still daughtering. So, everything is actually falling into place. As long as I actually keep God open in my life, honestly, everything is going smooth. I haven't had to ask a question on why certain things happen. And I've learned to actually forgive people. Like, I never thought I would get over my mom's death. And I'm pretty sure, like, I'm going to cry every time I even speak on it or if someone else speaks on it. I'm not saying I, I got over it to that extent. But I did get over the fact where I don't have to use anything to cope with the memories of my mom. Like, if I think of her, it's going to be happy. It's not going to be sad and depressing. Like, so that, that really changed a lot in me as well taking the death of my mom a different way and using it as a positive for years I thought of it as a negative I didn't think it was right I wanted to know why like why me why my mom you know but you really can't question God and what he do like it's really a reason for what he do what he do and like you really won't get the message don't get them quicker than others. I've, I've always been a fast learner, but certain things out of life, I had to really learn by actually going through them. Like having the experience of going through heartbreak or being cheated on, being betrayed, being used. I had to go through all of that by experience. So when I speak on it, or somebody else tell me a situation, and I feel like I can relate because I've been through it, I give you my opinion off the love. Like, I don't, there's no good feel here that says you have to listen to anything that comes out of my mouth. My podcast is not for you to feel like I'm telling you what to do with your life because of what I've been through. That is not the case. My podcast is to actually reach certain people that are relatable to what I be talking about. I know it's, it's females that's been abused and it's females that done harder drugs than just alcohol. Maybe you stuck with a harder drug that you can't take. Like, nobody's drug is better than nobody's drug. So, nobody, like, no drug addict or alcoholic is more perfect than the next. We all have our habits, and we all have ways or reasons we should not go. Uh, alcohol is a tricky point. I've actually never seen anybody do anything great after being drunk. After reaching the end of a bottle, I've never seen anybody accomplish anything. If anything, I've seen more people lose than win with alcohol. And I really want to say, <clears throat> with all type of drugs or alcohol beverages, and I'm not even going to, I'm going to say marijuana as well. I'm not going to be like that because it is 
some effect that a lot of people can't really smoke marijuana. It really does make you fuck up their insides and fuck with their health. For me, it doesn't do anything to my health. If anything, it definitely gives me an appetite. I've gained weight. And it, it boosted my performance energy. Like, so I can't really say that for me, but for others as well, it makes it makes so. But all 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 should be capable. Don't let nobody tell you that what you're on you can't get off of because they're lying. And I won't never say that because I've definitely gotten over alcohol. And eventually I'm gonna shake weed. I just at this moment I just like smoking weed. It ain't no it ain't no thing where I got to have it. It's just that honestly I get it for free. Sometimes, sometimes I buy it. But it's always with me, so and it works well with the design. So it does the thing for me. <laughs> like I said, everybody's not the same. And I am not here to judge. I am here to help. So if my podcast is anybody that's dealing with that addiction, abuse, anything, just holler at me, drop a question, drop some topics that you want me to talk about, that you might need insight on, because it's no limit to what I what I know and what I can find out. I will say that. I will say that. Other than that, I do want to send my condolences out to the Philip family. My friend Harriet Phillips passed away. I believe it was last week or maybe two weeks ago. Um, and I just want to send my condolences to his kids and his wife. And I hope that God stay with them through this time of grieving. Losing someone is not easy. And I just pray over the kids. And respect. I do pray every day. I say my affirmations every day. And I write five things daily that I am grateful for. And I'm always grateful for my life. That normally be the first thing if not I'm grateful for God. <clears throat> but it actually sets the tone for my day. My kids day. <clears throat> and just the rest of the week. Cool. <clears throat> Excuse me, y'all. I'm sitting over here trying to eat some Skittles. I think one of the Skittles that went down on my home. Lord Jesus. But I am making... I want to say fried, but it's not really fried because I didn't use flour. But I am making pork chops. They are boneless pork chops. They are thick as hell. I mean, thicker than uh, uh, Judy, the brat's wife. Yeah, thicker than her ass. And I'm making a house salad. Nothing spectacular. Romaine lettuce, onion, tomato, and whatever sauce. They prefer to use whatever dressing 
either ranked or Italian. Um, I was gonna barbecue today because it's 61 in Michigan today in the middle, the middle of February. That ain't nobody okay. But dress warm still, y'all know how to be playing us. 61 a day, 31 tomorrow. So bundle up, stay warm, keep the kids warm. Let them get some fresh air because they've been in your house all weekend, all 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 winter. Them kids have been outside since uh, Halloween. So it's very much get them active, get them in the field. Very much. But yeah, y'all, I ain't even gonna lie, this is my 18th day being sober. I feel great. I'm gonna watch the Super Bowl, feed my face this Sunday. Think I'm gonna bet a little bit on FanDuel. Oh yeah, shout out to the Lions. Even though you 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 didn't let us go to the Super Bowl, it's okay. I watched the game. This is gonna be funny. I watched the game while I was in hospital. When I say y'all, I was yelling at the TV. This is how I knew I was feeling better. I said, "Oh yeah, they about to put me out." I'm like, "Oh, go Lions!" Like the first two quarters, I was in it. I was believing it. That third quarter, niggas got the smelling they felt. So niggas got the losing. I'm like, I got a little mad. Like, I almost turned it off at, at fourth quarter, like uh, five minutes left. Whole time, I, I I watched it all the way through. They got their little 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 war thing thing. They said their little speeches or whatnot. Cute, very much cute. Whole time, I'm just like, wow, this is why I don't watch football. <laughs> why I don't believe in things because I put my all in. I bet it's ten dollars, which would have got me four hundred and four dollars had I would have won this little parlay. I you know, signed up for. It was one or two misses. Like, each player, like, on each team, like, one of them had to make a shot or make a touchdown. I'm sorry, make a shot. See, this is why I don't know. But, um, they had to make a touchdown. And honestly, I didn't even know none of the players. So, I'm just picking a parlay because I got a free $15 to play the game. So, I'm like, okay, well, whatever. I really don't care. Had I known the team was going to win, Lord Jesus, I would have put it just all on them. All on them. I wouldn't even have to worry about the Lions even playing um, whoever they were playing. I'm sorry. But um, other than that, I, I'd have been all right. You know, I the hospital with a couple dollars. I gave my son a couple dollars for his birthday, all types of stuff. But, you know, God works in mysterious ways. They work for a whatever, whatever. But I'm still going to watch. I'm not going to go down to Las Vegas. I'm not going to pay 30 beds for no ticket to see niggas lose. But I will watch it on my phone. I will be commentating that down. Super Bowl that Monday, so then I have a Valentine's Day episode. Just, just want to see what y'all little crushes is or not. I don't really have one. I mean, it would probably be the one I've had for the last five years, but if not, then my kids would definitely do. Well, they are automatically my time, so I'm going to get them balloons and candy. And I was going to surprise them at school where my daughter can have where she can actually pass out candy to her classmate and my son. I believe he has a little girlfriend. Or he's getting back with an ex at the same school. So whatever. I bought her a balloon. So. Other than that, y'all, honestly, life is getting life in. I just take one day at a time. Uh, I'm going to continue on the sobriety journey. 
Um, I know that I can make it. I know that I will get through it one day at a time with the help of God. You can do it also. Please believe in yourself. Self-confidence is major. Self-care is major. Do something for yourself today on this ninth day. If you are a disciple, not sure where, where or how it feels anywhere else. But if it's warm enough, you guys can at least be outside for about an hour. Take a walk, a run, take your kids to the park, have a spa day, get something to eat, take a nice bath. Whatever you got to do to exfoliate your body every six of my you can do it by all. I will be dropping episodes more frequently. Um, I did get my tripod, and I'm waiting on a few more equipment for my podcast. Whereas. It's still going to be faceless at this time. Um, um, I haven't found the music just yet for public appearances or whatnot. But it is in, in, in the making, so please be patient with me as I'm being patient with everything else. I wish a safe and productive and positive weekend for all of my followers and listeners. Please tune in when you get that notification on dropping a another episode. It will ding ding ring ring whatever your notification sound is. It will allow you to tap into my podcast the first second I drop it. I thank you for all my supporters and everybody that are still listening even though I have delayed episode. Life does happen. Sometimes I can't make an episode. Try my best to definitely reach out to everyone. With that being said, you guys, have a nice day. Have a great weekend. And I will holler at you guys next time on another episode of Unapologetically Opinionated. Mwah.